Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be seated. Today you will be with me in paradise. Someday those words will be spoken to you. When the one who spoke them to the criminal on the cross next to him comes to speak them to you. Where will you be when he does? When will it be for you? How will it be for you? None of us knows. But those words will be just as true for you as they were for that criminal and will deliver for you the same eternal life. Death and the grave will not be your end. Life will. Life in a today that has no end. But before Jesus speaks those words to you, there are others he speaks to you now. No less powerful, no less life-giving words of hope Words of truth. Today, he says to you, you are my child. He spoke that to you when you were baptized. And you are a child of God. On that day, born again, born from above into the family of God. He made you his child. He gave you his name. And on that day, you began to live a new life. A new life In a today that will never end. Today, your sins are forgiven. He spoke that to you again today. And they are. Your sins cannot condemn you. They are forgiven. Your sins cannot and will not be held against you. They are forgiven. God will not judge you by your worst moments and deeds. But because of his son's perfect sacrifice and deeds for you. Your sins are forgiven for they were given to Jesus on the cross. And his life given to you. And so because you are his child and because your sins are forgiven, this too. You will hear these words too one day. Today, you will be with me in paradise. What's the alternative? Today, you will be dead. Just dead. You will cease to exist. That's what some believe. Or, today, you are condemned. Sadly, That will happen to some. But God does not want to speak those words to anyone. What God wants to say to you and to me and to all people is today you will be with me in paradise. So why doesn't he? Why doesn't he just say that to all people? Well, what do you think would have happened 
if Jesus had turned to the criminal on that other cross, the one on the other side of him, and said that, what would have been the response? A hearty laugh? (laughs) Yeah, right. More ridicule, maybe. You can't even save yourself. How can you save me? Or maybe some spit spewed Jesus' way. Jesus' words of grace would have been rejected. The same as some reject them today. Baptism, repentance, forgiveness, no thanks. But we here today say thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for his baptism, which, to use the words we heard from St. Paul today, has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The domain of darkness. Our world today calls itself enlightened and thinks that Christians are the ones in the dark. God says it's the other way around. But one thing all of us can agree on, I think, this world ain't paradise. There is evil, there is death, there is hatred. We live in what is now called the cancel culture. Don't love your enemy. Eliminate them with your words or even with the deed. But this is nothing new. Some say the times we live in are the worst they've ever been. I doubt it. Death and revenge and hate really is the oldest profession in the world. Cain killed Abel. Saul tried to off David. Isaiah was sawn in two. Paul had his head chopped off. Peter was crucified upside down. Early martyrs were fed to the beasts or to the flames. A price was put on Luther's head. Or just think a few years ago when 21 young men knelt on a beach in Libya and had their throats sliced and their heads severed from their bodies. Domain of darkness, indeed. We could also speak of genocide, the Holocaust, or the modern-day Holocaust of abortion. People nowadays deceived into thinking that mercy killing and assisted suicide will give you what you need. They're the answer to your problem. Or trying to escape through drugs. Or being someone you're not. Domain of darkness. The darkness within. Against ourselves condemning us. The darkness within coming out against others. Condemning them. But in the midst of this darkness. And this world that certainly ain't paradise. There is hope. The hope of the criminal on the cross next to Jesus. That even in the very midst 
of the darkness and evil and death, the love of Jesus is even greater. The love that kept him on that cross and would not let him jump down and save himself. The love that enabled him to pray for the forgiveness of others, even as he hung there on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The love that brought him here into this darkness in the first place. To do something about it. To be swallowed up by the darkness. And by evil, sin, and death in your place. That he might speak these words to you and to all. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Now, the dead can't speak. At least, I've never heard a dead person speak. And so to speak those words to you, that means Jesus cannot be dead, but alive. Risen, resurrected, victorious. The grave that once held him as empty as the cross that once held him. And the voice that called forth life in creation, now calling forth life from the dead. Giving life to those now dead in their trespasses and sins. And giving life to those who have here breathed their last in death, in faith. For Jesus risen from the dead means that the domain of darkness, as strong as it is and as long as it's been, didn't win. He won. Life won. And that's true even though we're still living in a very dark world. It's why Paul and Peter and martyrs across time, even those 21 young men on a Libyan beach, could offer their bodies and necks to sword, teeth, nails, and flame. They knew the victory had been won. That not even death could end their life. That when their bodies succumbed to death, their ears would hear these words. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Words spoken not as a reward for our killing others, as some today believe, but words spoken to us because of the one who gave his life for us. And if that's true, and it is, for try as they might, no one has ever found Jesus' body or bones, and never will. If that's true, and it is, then we have been given a life that is certain and sure and cannot be taken away from us. So we can now use this life that has been given to us and that cannot be taken away from us for others. We can now lay down that life for others with that same love Jesus gave us. With that same forgiveness Jesus gave us. With that life Jesus has given to us. For even though we are still living in this domain of darkness, St. Paul was right. 
We have been delivered from it and transferred to the kingdom of the Son, a kingdom which has no end. That's the message this last Sunday of the church's year. This Sunday set aside to look with anticipation to the Jesus that is coming again in glory. That the victory has already been won. And that victory is yours. You may not see it now. You may not feel very victorious. It might seem to you that it is as it was in the prophet Malachi's day, that the arrogant are blessed and evildoers not only prosper, but put God to the test and escape. So what's the use? Why follow God? Why believe? Because it will not always be so. The domain of darkness is coming to an end. This world ain't paradise and never will be, but that doesn't mean paradise doesn't exist. It does. And one day, maybe soon, you will be with your Savior there. He promised, he spoke it, and he did it. And as empty as the cross and the grave that once held him, so will be the cross you bear and the grave you will lie in. They will be empty too. When you too hear those words, today you will be with me in paradise. And when the risen and victorious Jesus comes again, this time in glory and with all his angels, and your body will rise. Perfect. Sinless. Glorified. Until that day, until we are the ones coming out of the great tribulation, we confess this, we confess Him. We speak the word of God, we speak the word of truth, we speak Jesus. And we live Jesus. We live in his love and forgiveness and we give his love and forgiveness. And we do all this knowing we don't have to win. Jesus already won for us. So you don't have to come out on top. You don't have to be first. You don't have to be the greatest or the highest. You have the victory already. So you can serve. And give and do for others. You can give your life because Jesus gives you his life. Today we'll eat his body and drink his blood and have his life in us. Life that never runs out. Life that will never end. So we speak and live in him and his victory and he will do the rest. He always has. And he always will. It is now for us to trust in that, in him, for ourselves, for our children. That when we close our eyes and bow our heads like the criminal on the cross next to Jesus, it is not in defeat, 
but in victory. It will be our today. Paradise awaits. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.